Welcome to Under the Lid, a podcast where we discuss skill development, mental skills, performance, and coaching. I'm Tom Scolle, and I'm the founder of Cricket Mentoring, and my co-hosts are former Australian Test cricketer, now professional coach Chris Bucky Rogers, and Charlie Burke, who has previously been the director of cricket and head coach of Hong Kong, and a coach and talent specialist for Queensland cricket. The three of us are great mates and regularly talk and share ideas about what we're learning to continue to better ourselves. This podcast aims to give you an insight into some of the conversations we have and hopefully answer some questions and issues that we're continually seeing or hearing. So let's get under the lid. G'day legends. We're back and we're excited to bring you another episode. We're really enjoying producing this podcast for aspiring cricketers, athletes of other sports, coaches and parents and hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. In today's episode, we look at a topic that is extremely important for any sports person to understand, balance. Not balance in a physical sense, but getting the balance right between being the best athlete you can be with having a life outside of your sport. Before I welcome my co-hosts, if you're listening on an iPhone right now and enjoy the show, then we'd be incredibly grateful if you could take 60 to 90 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps us get heard by more people. Now let's get into today's episode. G'day lads. G'day Skulls. G'day Berkey. Skulls, Bucky. Good to see you both. Very good to see you too. Now, one of the questions that came through from our community during the week was, how do you get the balance between cricket and trying to be the best cricketer you can be and having a life outside of cricket? It's something that every young athlete has to learn themselves and deal with. Um, and we hear stories about some of the greatest players in any sport being completely obsessed with their craft. But there is a balance. So what do you think about that, Buck? Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those interesting parts of the game isn't it you, you you love the game so much it, it seems to take up so much of your, your thoughts and your and your time and your commitment that you know you so desperately want to do well and then it, and it almost can get the best of you know, i think we, we spoke a few weeks back about riding the roller coaster you know that the, the highs are so high and the lows are, are devastating so trying to flatten out that curve and, and actually just enjoying the, the process as, as you go along and and I guess with that, it's the perspective you get through other things as well, you know, like whether it's education, whether it's hobbies, friendships, whether it's, you know, celebrating. I know sometimes this topic's probably not the best one for the three of us because, you know, we, we've, we all probably enjoy ourselves a little bit too much at times, but equally, you know, that, that was what worked for us. So I think it's about finding the outlet that you, you need to, to kind of make it that you're not defined as a cricketer. You, you're a person who plays cricket, not you're not a cricketer as such. It is a tough thing because I think with cricketers, we're so obsessed with the sport. Like we're sort of become, you come into the game and because you spend so much time with one another, whether that be touring or just the length of the game and whatever it is, and you're just constantly talking about the game. It's no different with us three. We're constantly talking about the game and whether it, through WhatsApp chats or, or whatever it is and, and having a bit of a release away from it. I know personally, particularly when I was coaching in Hong Kong, it was really tough to get away from constantly thinking about how can the team get better? How can I get better? Um, so I'm probably looking at a bit of a different perspective, but trying to take up some hobbies and things that do take your mind away from it. I started, you know, found cooking more interesting. I know Skulls, you, you love to uh, do a bit of cooking as well. So being able to, to do things away from it and actually have some, I suppose, challenges as well away from cricket is really, really important. Well, I, I coach a lot with Ryan Harris now and he can be hilarious. He can get quite moody after a while and, and 
I've found out through um, people who, have, you know, who are close to him that, that he just needs to go off and play a game of golf, and he comes back and he's a happy man. It's 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 incredible how like you can get so invested in something, and it consumes almost everything. You know, you 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 you're thinking about it, you're you're worrying about it. And all it takes is for you to go out and do something else. Just get away from it, you know, free your mind and just put things in perspective. And and I'm not saying go out and play golf. That's not going to, you know, solve your cures. But it, it's about finding what, what works for you and what's healthy for you. You know, like gambling or drinking probably is is not going to be good for you in the, in the long run. It's what is healthy, what is um, what is challenging you to, to get better as well. And I think the whole goal with it all is to help you be the best cricketer you can be, but also, yeah, enjoy your life outside of cricket. There's no point, we spoke about this in our first episode, you don't want to be someone who's lived their, their life or their cricket career and not enjoyed the process because they're so worried and so stressed about their cricket all the time. So I think it's finding those things that give you enjoyment but also allow you to then when you're at cricket you give it all your energy and all your attention and you're not drained because you've been up all night thinking about it and it's actually a question I ask in my other podcast and a lot of the guests have different answers Jake Weatherall who I spoke to last week and you've done a lot with Buck he's loves the guitar and he said in that podcast that it's the first thing he's found it's the only thing he's found that gives him as much enjoyment as batting does and so he can escape from batting and cricket by playing the guitar someone else uh, along the way I can't remember who it was right now but they talk spoke about surfing and they love getting in the ocean and that frees them up and just the sort of the whole being in nature allows them to, to feel free people talk about going for walks or catching up with friends you just got to find what works for you so that a, you're getting enjoyment when you're not at cricket, but B, it allows you then to have all your energy focused back into your cricket. I find it fascinating how many young cricketers don't play other sports outside of cricket now. And you know, I often encourage young guys to to play other sports away from cricket as well. And I think the other things that you've just spoken about there, Skulls, is really important. But I think other, other sports are crucial as well because, one, it gets your mind off cricket Secondly, it helps you with your game awareness and working with teammates and all those other attributes that come with it. Um, but also from a physical side of things, you know, you, you're multi-talented athletes, you're multi-sport athletes now are so crucial in cricket because the game has changed so quickly, particularly with T20 and, and different formats that have come in that you, you need to be really adaptable. And I think being able to play other sports allows that and gets your mind off cricket. Yeah, definitely. What, what about you blokes though on a... The night before a game, what? How do you go about it? What to give yourself a little bit of balance and perspective? So I think when I was younger, I was someone who really stressed about what could happen the next day, and I my mind would often go to the negative and worry and the anxiety around what if I make a mistake, what if I fail, what if I let people down, and that would stress me. And often it would mean I wouldn't sleep very well. And I, I sort of made sometimes it was maybe I was feeling underprepared and. And then as I got older and a bit more mature and, I, and I've written and spoken a number of times how I didn't really have a mentor and I've had to find all these things out for myself. And something I've learned through my own journey is that if I prepare well, then on a, the night before a game, it's about trusting my preparation and trying to do something with my, my partner, my now wife, um, that allows me to take my mind off what's gonna, what could happen tomorrow. So for me, we, we've had a ritual of some, a few glasses of red wine and some pizza uh, take away pizza and watch a movie or watch a show and that's something that 
I don't really spend much time watching TV. So watching a show on a Friday night with my wife is, is a release and something that I, I don't normally do and allows me to really relax. What about you, Berkey? Oh, for me, from a plain point of view, because I because very different to you two, I knew I wasn't ever going to make a, a professional career. I suppose when I got to sort of 17, 18, I knew I was never going to be a, a professional cricketer. So I never really had that anxiety. I never had those, I suppose, those stresses. And I've sort of mentioned this to both of you on our WhatsApp group. But from a, from a coaching point of view, I, f- I find coaching cricket one of the most stressful things that, that I've ever experienced in my life. Just there's so many uncontrollables. There's so many things that, that you can't control out in the middle. And I worry about, you know, how have I got the right team? There's so many different personalities in a team environment as well, particularly when I, you know, I was coaching Hong Kong where you've got different cultures and, and all sorts of things. It's, it's a really stressful environment. And I found switching off before a game was almost impossible. And I, and I actually, I could hardly sleep before games of cricket. But from a playing side of things, I never had any issues. But the coaching side of things, completely different story. Probably the most important question there then is how, how did you manage it to be successful in your own process? Um, that's a very good question. Never never really thought of it, to be honest. Probably put me a bit on the spot there. But I think I, I was I was really fortunate in Hong Kong that I was surrounded by some really, really good people. And because Hong Kong's such a transient place and, and, and people love to come there, we're fortunate to have people like Ryan Campbell as batting coach, Simon Cook as bowling coach. And I suppose I relied heavily on the people that were around me um, to know that the players and you know from a game side of things we had every you know we had the best possible advice or resources at hand that we could could possibly have so I suppose I had comfort in that I hate not being in control of something so coaching cricket or coaching is probably not the the best thing to do because you're sitting on the sidelines and but I've learned I've learned over the years to get better at it I still get very anxious even coaching the Queensland 15s, you'd, you know, the boys would hopefully never never realise it, but I, I get really nervous. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never really dealt with it that well, to be honest. Yeah, you made a good point. I think sometimes there's expectations on players that, you know, you, you should be sitting there kind of visualising what's going to happen the next day, you know, like how you're going to play a bowler or stuff like that. I can promise you I would have done that for two minutes at most. And actually... What you said there about with Cambo being around and, and Simon Cook and stuff. Sometimes it, it's probably better just to go and talk and socialise and get get out of your room or whatever, out of your house. And just relax, you know, take the pressure off you because it can become consuming. I, I know a story of a, a former England test player who, really, really good player, and, and in a series against New Zealand, in New Zealand, he was he was stressing out so much. He was... He was ringing friends up in the middle of the night, like, and I mean, 3 a.m., talking for an hour because he just couldn't sleep and he was so stressed out. And this guy who should have made it and been a really good player, he didn't because he just couldn't, he couldn't find the balance, you know, even the, the, the off button. But for me, I like the night before a game, I would, or if it was the middle of a game, I'd be sit, sitting down and watching the TV series and I would be completely zoning out. Because you talked about, you know, being in control. What can you control at that stage? I that was my my thought. Like I can't, you know, I can't control anything. I'm just I'm just gonna relax. And then when I walk over that white rope, I, you know, I know I've done all the training. I'm prepared, but I'm ready to go. That kind of 
kind of stuff. But that balance the night before, I, I still think you've got to find what works for you. You know, Steve Smith clearly is one who doesn't sleep, but that works for him as well. So there's no right or wrong necessarily, but it's, it's just what's right for you. But Buck, was that something that you did as a 15-year-old or a 19-year-old or when you were first playing for Western Australia or when you are first playing grade cricket, or is that something you learned as you got older? Oh, I think it evolved. Yeah, I mean, there was times when I was younger where, oh, clearly putting so much pressure on yourself that it just becomes too much, you know, that, that you you got no chance of going out. And and often, when I was out of form, I would, I'd go through the whole process. You know, you'd hit more balls, you'd stop socialising, you'd get so internal with it all. And then, it, then it, you just needed a bit of a circuit break. You needed something to happen and just get away from the game for a little bit and just stop your mind ticking over. And then quite often you walk out and do well, that, that kind of stuff. I mean, everyone does it differently, but that was what worked for me. And and it was more when I got a bit of perspective in my life, a bit of bit of balance. Odd uh, skulls when you when we release this uh, pod, I'd love uh, your network to give us some feedback on actually what they do away from cricket. It'd be interesting to really see like what 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 people do because the go to for cricket is a golf, which I find fascinating because that's a very frustrating sport. It's long, it's in the sun, it's very skill-based. It's interesting, isn't it? You've got Matty Hayden and Andrew Simons and a lot of guys love their fishing and that, but it'd be interesting to see what other people within your community actually do outside of cricket and, and share some thoughts with one another as well. It's a physical game as well. Like you, you can be standing out in the sun all day. So for me, it was like sitting down watching TV series or something like that, but just, just zoning out, like almost kind of like just imagining you being somewhere else kind of thing. So you're not thinking about cricket, but each their own. And that's a good point, Berkey. What do people do? Is it healthy or is it is it negative? And I think it's I think it's like you mentioned, Buck, it's about trial and error and you've got to try different things. Like if I sat and played, tried to play guitar like Jake Weatherall, I wouldn't get enjoyment out of that. And I'd probably get stressed and frustrated. So for me, it's, and I know we bonded Buck um, and Berkey, you sort of came into my life through Buck, it, it all uh, around socialising and that around... Sound, that sounded go- quite romantic then, Skulls, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Started uh, so getting a tear, actually. <laughs> always, always, Berkey. Yeah, it's, it's around socialising and being sociable people. And I think some people who are aspiring cricketers, they think, okay, I need to be at home writing in my journal and, and doing this. And they're suppressing their personality. They're suppressing who they are. And... I think it's about being really clear on, okay, I've got four hours of training today, but around that, I've got another eight hours or 10 hours of awake time and I can go and have fun with my mates. I can go and play another sport or I can go and read a book or play a guitar or go surfing or do something and that will allow me to then focus my attention while I'm at training. Really t- tough situation that we've got at the moment, obviously with what's going on around the, the world with this virus and a lot of people in lockdown is... Jeez, right now is a real challenge for people to actually get their mind off cricket, um, particularly for those in the Northern Hemisphere that, you know, should be out in the cricket field hitting balls at the moment. So it's a, it's a massive challenge at the moment. I think the other thing that I've been exposed to is, or well, the person I've been exposed to is, is Graham Manu, who's a former test player for Australia, wicketkeeper. But How many tests did he play? <laughs> he played one, Berkey broke his finger, but he's the pathway manager for... Australian cricket so he deals with all the young guys going through and he's he knows all the studies that the players who have something outside of cricket statistically are, are going to be more successful than in general than than the ones who don't so if, if all you have is cricket you don't study you don't you don't have a job or something like that then yeah it's it's 
statistically less likely you're going to make it. That's that's fascinating because I've sort of done some reading and some research a while ago now, and I've I know that that's for the for the general population. But I think what I've what I've seen in the past, and I've got to probably try and dig up some stats here or whatever, is that your Serena Williams and people who have been incredibly obsessed, and often they're driven by someone else at a young age. They're like their, their parents or Rafael Nadal was his uncle. And I'm talking a lot of tennis at the moment. Andre Agassi was by his father or uncle. And they are so obsessed with just their craft and just and they do it all day, every day. They actually are the ones that become the world's best, but they often don't enjoy it in the, along the process. So I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago in our sort of first podcast with the three of us. For me, you've got to enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying it, what's the point? So I think, yeah, having a balance and, and definitely the stuff that Graham's talking about is obviously relevant for, for most people. Yeah, I mean, it's not always the case, clearly. You know, Steve Smith has pretty much been cricket only since day one. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's, not, it's, it's impossible. But yeah, I think, I think you're right, though. It's, it's, it's probably more enjoyable when you, when, you, when you have something out, even if it's a friendship group or, or whatever. I'll, I'll probably leave you with, with the story I, I've told you blokes a bit before. But I remember... Uh, I knew someone in England and they actually said to this person said to me, said, do you realize all your friends are exactly just the the same person? Really? They're just a a different version of the same person. I said, what do you mean? I said, well, think about it. They all ask you like five to 10 questions before you ask one. And I I finally realized I'd become kind of so self-obsessed. You know, I lived in this tight cricket bubble and people always seemingly want to talk about cricket and I just become a little bit about myself and so and I say this to a lot of the young guys because in the end that you know like it's the friendships and and the relationships you have throughout that that are the things that you remember probably the most and I didn't want to be that guy who got asked five questions before I asked one back so that was a it was a really good thing for me for me to learn and I, I you know I'd probably give that advice to every young aspiring sportsmen coming through because they're going to be in those those circles where it becomes about them yeah i reckon that's great advice and, and terrific uh, honesty as well from you there but i think it's, it's an interesting interesting topic and i think being able to i suppose in summary being able to have hobbies and and things away from cricket are really important and often as cricketers like i said before we we sort of fall to the things that we know and that's when we're not playing cricket we're watching cricket if we're not watching cricket we're talking about cricket but it is really important to have that balance so get some hobbies come out of your comfort zone try different things particularly now when we sort of all got a fair bit of time on our hands now is a good opportunity to do things that you probably wouldn't usually do or, or even think about doing like podcasts exactly right and, and it's just to sort of wrap that up as well we've spoken in another episode about trying to be a student of the game and trying to be always learning and always improve yourself but that's sort of when you're when you're trying to do cricket or when you're watching cricket or when you're involved in cricket but you've like you've just said there Berkey you've got to you've got to have things outside of cricket you've got to have things that just give you joy and take your mind and your uh, energy away from just thinking cricket all the time so Hope that's answered the question from um, our community viewer. There's been a lot there. I've learned a lot from you guys as always. So thank you, great men. Good on you Cheers, guys. guys. Thanks, Bucky. Cheers, guys. Well, legends, switching off from cricket is one of the hardest things for cricketers to do. We're all so obsessed with the sport and spend so much time together and are constantly talking about the game that being able to switch our mind off becomes really difficult at times. So I hope this conversation gives you some ideas of how you might be able to switch off when you're not at cricket so that you can give all your energy and attention to cricket and feel fresh rather than drained when you're actually there. This is a topic I wish I understood better when I was younger. I published an article on the Cricket Mentoring website titled 
No Sleep the Night Before My Debut at Lords, which shares the story of how I wasn't able to switch off and focus on other things the night before my professional debut for Middlesex at Lords. Had I known then some of the things we discussed in this episode, I'm sure I would have been able to handle my thoughts and emotion better. So hopefully some of you guys will have got some value out of this week's discussion to implement into your own life. As I've said before, this is not a comprehensive list of every way to have a healthy balance of cricket and life. It's just some ideas from three mates who chat regularly about topics like this and want to share some of our ideas that we've developed over our lives in sport with whoever is interested and wants to learn. What are the main things you took out of this episode? I really suggest you do a review at the end of each episode and ask yourself what are the main things you've learned. And, as Berkey said, what do you do away from cricket? We'd love to hear how you switch off. Here's the five key things that I took out of this conversation. One, cricket can be everything, but we need to try to get other hobbies and activities in our life that both interest and excite us and also challenge us. What is it that you enjoy away from cricket? As Berkey mentioned, I love cooking and find that's a great way to switch my mind off from thinking about cricket, coaching or my business. But just because Ryan Harris loves golf or I love cooking, it doesn't mean that's what you'll enjoy. You have to find out what works for you and what's challenging as well and what will then allow you to have all your energy on cricket when you're there. Two, we should learn to identify ourselves as a person that plays cricket, not I'm a cricketer. This ties with the first point about having a life away from cricket. As Buck said, you need to find an outlet that means you're not identified as just a cricketer. Three, as Berkey said, we're believers in young athletes playing multiple sports as there are so many great skills that can be learned and developed from playing other sports. I found it really interesting the stats that Buck shared about how young players who have something outside of cricket are the ones that are more successful. Something for us all to keep in mind. Four, I loved hearing about Buck's mindset the night before a game, thinking to himself, what can I control at this stage? I can't control anything. I'm going to relax. Then when I walk over the road, I know I've done everything. I'm really prepared and I'm ready to go. What a great mindset and something we can all try and learn and adopt. And five, as Buck said, when you're out of form, we often try harder and therefore think even more about the game and what we're doing. And sometimes we just need a circuit breaker to clear our mind. We need to get away from the game a bit to stop overthinking it and stop our mind from ticking over so much. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd absolutely love it if you can share it with some friends or teammates or whoever you think might also enjoy it. Share it in a WhatsApp group, on Facebook, your Instagram story, or just send someone the link. We want this podcast to give as much value as it can, so we'd love to hear your feedback. What did you find interesting or learn from this show? We also want to hear what topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. So send me a message via the Cricket Mentoring social media channels and we'll start shouting out the people who suggested the topics we're discussing. We look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Until then, stay safe, work hard, and always try to learn and be better than you were yesterday. And most importantly, smile and enjoy the process. Shop boy! Talk soon, legends.